Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, a Bible study program featuring the teaching ministry of my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be concluding a sermon in his series on heavenly authority. In this sermon, Pastor has introduced the office of the prophet in the New Testament church. When we left off, he had read the powerful prophecy of Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist, in Luke chapter 1, and was breaking down the important elements. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. And prophecy will always point, will always praise God, and will always point or fulfill or give glory to or give the center of the focus to Jesus Christ, to Messiah, the servant of God, the holy servant of God the one who is Lord. He says, you will go before the face of the Lord. John the Baptist walked before the face of Jesus. He is the servant, the suffering servant. He is God Almighty, Son of God, Son of Man. And prophecy points to and testifies to him. So if you have prophecy that testifies to someone else whose words supersedes the words of Jesus Christ, Again, that's not the spirit of God. That's the spirit of error. It's the spirit of lies of the devil. Notice he makes the proclamation, that which the Lord has done, that which the Lord will do. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. Verse 78, through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us. The dawn from on high, right? The dawn from on high has visited us. One from the house of his servant David, one whom John the Baptist will walk before, and yet he comes from on high. The dawn, the light from on high has visited us. He proclaims Messiah. He proclaims the fulfillment in Messiah. Notice, too, he confirms the Old Testament prophets. Prophecy builds upon prophecy. If someone has a prophecy that says, well, all that stuff in the Old and New Testament has been corrupted, right? People have changed it. Well, that's, you know, that's what the Quran says, right? New Age people will tell you, well, some of the things are from God, but they don't know what we know. And they have their prophecies and their prophets, but they break apart the foundation, not of God. Prophecy builds upon prophecy. It builds upon itself. It confirms the whole. He has said here, uh, verse 70, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the world began. God has always had his prophets, right? Abel was a prophet of God, right? He has always had his prophets. Noah was a prophet of God. There's always been prophets. Moses was a prophet of God. And what they spoke the mouth of his holy prophets are now being confirmed. It's not against what was said. It agrees with what is said. Uh, verse 72, to perform the mercy promised 
to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. Jeremiah spoke about a new covenant. This is a confirmation of the words of the prophets, not abolishing or putting aside the prophets. The oath which he swore to our father Abraham, in this place it will be provided. And you know, one of the greatest things you can do is take some of the uh, examples in the Old Testament, Abraham bringing Isaac to the Mount of Moriah, the words out of the mouth of Joseph when he's reconciled to his brothers, and it so all ties together with Jesus Christ and in such a tremendous way if you witness see the Jewish people to show them we're not a different religion than you. We're the same religion. We have the words of the prophets confirmed, made more sure, because all those things that God promised you, he's done. You just haven't seen it. It's all complete in Jesus Christ. We're not breaking the old covenant. We're fulfilling it in the Lord Jesus. It builds upon each other. Prophecy will confirm prophecy. If someone comes out and speaks something against what the Bible says, it's not of the Lord. Verse uh, 71, to be saved from our enemies. We should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers. Verse 74, to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear. Again, in this prophecy, there is promise. The promise is fulfilled. The promise is to come. There's comfort. Right, there's comfort to God's people. There's deliverance, being delivered from the hands of our enemies. Many times the Old Testament prophets would speak about deliverance, and here Zechariah speaks about deliverance through Jesus Christ. Very important, verse 75, how do we serve him without fear? In holiness and righteousness. Verse 79, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Holiness and righteousness was always part of the message of the prophets. So if someone is speaking a word supposedly from God, and it's not of holiness and righteousness, but saying, don't feel guilty, do anything you want to do, they can say they're speaking from God, and God's still speaking to them, but they're liars. Holiness and righteousness is central to the message of the prophet. Sin and salvation, right? For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, John would say, right? He pointed to Jesus by the remission, the forgiveness of their sins. They needed to have their sins forgiven. What was the message of John? Repent. Go into the water. Be baptized, right? Wash away. Confess your sins. Repent. So if someone claims to be a modern prophet and they don't think they think sin is an old archaic word went from Genesis to Revelation, right? In Genesis very beginning you read about sin. Revelation, you read about what happens as the world becomes more and more sinful and Messiah comes back, right? Sin is from Genesis to Revelation. That speaks about the reality of the human condition. Salvation speaks about the reality of the nature of God, how God can forgive and how God can wash away sin. But if you hear prophecies and there's no mention of the error and the wrongs and the sins of mankind, rather than accommodating and a tolerance for any type of sin, then you know it's not of the Lord. It's of the devil. Sin and salvation. He declares the future 
And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, John the Baptist, to give knowledge of salvation. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us. The day spring from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness, light even to the Gentiles, right? And in the shadow of death. He's prophesying the work of Jesus Christ. So there is declaration of the future. And in all of this is always the center, Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. The day spring, literally the dawn, a rising of light, a rising up, literally, of light as the sun rises, as the star rises, more importantly, as Jesus Christ rises and we see the word of God, the light has come into the world. We were in darkness and now the light has risen. And he knows Jesus is there. He's conceived at this point, right? Mary hasn't given birth, but Jesus is there right in her womb. The light is rising. The Son of God is coming. So he prophesies about John and he prophesies about Jesus. One last one, uh, one last example today. If you look in uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse 36, it says, now there was one Anna, a prophetess, a daughter of Phanuel or Phanuel, depending on which minister or dictionary you look at, of the tribe of Asher. So Asher is the eighth son of Jacob, right? And she's in Israel. So, so much for all the ten tribes being lost, right? Obviously, Jews and Israel, northern tribes of Israel, a lot of them didn't come back into the land, but he has one family at least from the ten tribes that did. Anna, a prophetess, she was of a great age, and she lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. They've come to dedicate. Mary and Joseph have come to bring Jesus for the dedication. And as he comes in, she recognizes him. She is a prophetess, right? She's a prophetess, and we think of Deborah. And we study Deborah in depth in the Old Testament, right? So not just men can be prophets. Women can have the gift and the call, and Deborah was not just someone that had the gift of prophecy, she was called as in the office of a prophet. A prophetess like Deborah. And, you know, there's a, there's a difference here in translation. Some try to say, when it says, and this woman was a widow of about 84 years, when you read it together, she was a, of a great age, she had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, and this woman was a widow of about 84 years. The most probable interpretation is not that she's 84 years old, it's translated both ways, but that she was a young woman married, and if you say in those days they could be married at 15, she was married for seven years, and then she was a widow of 84 years. You come up to a minimum age of 106, which is a very great age. So she was, it was very more likely she was 106, 107, 108, depending upon if she got married when she was 15, 16, or 17. That's a very great age. And you notice the dedication of this woman 
that she, uh, since the death of her husband, she did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. The dedication of this prophetess. You know, everybody would like to just receive a word from God. And I'm not saying we have to go into the temple for 84 years, but there is an aspect in the Old Testament, and it carries over even into the grace of the new. Right? We're on the grace. God gives us things we don't deserve. But there is an aspect of dedication. This one comes out by much fasting and prayer. There is an aspect of to hear the voice of God, to dedicate ourselves to the things of God, to read the scriptures, to pray, to fast. And then this woman, think of all the people in that temple, right? All those scribes, all those people who studied and studied the scriptures. You have all these scholars in that temple, and this old, old lady, as soon as Jesus comes in, she recognizes him, and she tells everybody about him. She has the office of a prophetess. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we pray that as we prayed in the past in this study, that you would reestablish the gifts and the offices in your church, especially, Father, as we go into the last days. In Jesus' name we pray. You can find more Bible study programs on the Shi'ar Jeshub website at www.shi'arjeshub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll also find commentaries written by Pastor Greg. Service times and directions are also on the site. Please join us next time. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.